Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, a Paramount Podcast Network production. I am Mike Casazza welcoming in Chris Anderson. Chris, we are feeding the hunger, filling the quota. This is like speeding tickets at the end of a month right now. Another podcast here talking about recruiting, kind of a slanted angle here and also a different sport. Spent some time previously talking about the comings and goings and maybe possibly comings. For football at West Virginia, now the, uh, this is even crazier, maybe coming, possibly going, perhaps staying, I don't know, this is so strange, um, at basketball, or for basketball at the Coliseum. We're talking, of course, about the heretofore unknown final decision for Courtney Ramey, former Texas guard who um, I've been told, our colleagues at Arizona site have been told, it's going to be the Mountaineers, their Wildcats, where he ends up next season. This would be huge for West Virginia. It would be obviously significant for Arizona. Um, this is a 50-50 from what I understand. It's by no means the end, which is the craziest part of this. Dude. It might be, it might not be, but um, if he picks West Virginia, this this is a domino that begets other dominoes here. and This is where I start to get dizzy and need to sit back in my chair. I, I feel like four or five times over the last month I have said, well, I guess that answers that on West Virginia's class and or Courtney Ramey being part of it. And then I get a message from you or somebody else going, eh, hold your horses just a little bit. And here we are again. So uh, uh, is that Jay's Wild movie, Never Say Never Again or whatever it is? That, that's what I feel like right now. Seems like everything all at once. Isn't that another movie that's out right now, too? Yeah. Um. Here's let's let's just try to keep score here really quickly. Yeah, and this is gonna be perhaps monotonous and mundane for people, and otherwise you may need to hear it. But let me just inhale, exhale here and get this out. But college basketball teams can have 13 players on scholarship. West Virginia has currently promised 14 for next season. One player has to go. Trouble is, all but two players are on campus right now. The exceptions are Emmett Matthews, a transfer who's coming back to Morgantown, obviously is not going to not be reporting, and also Josiah Davis from Tees Valley, promising guard, who is not yet here, and there has been supposition about him for a while. If you add Courtney Ramey, now you're two over. And again, there's only two people who aren't on campus. And there's absolutely no way that Emmett Matthews is not going to be on the team next year. NIL, grant and aid, scholarships, walk-ons. There are so many other variables here to consider that I'm not even comfortable talking about because I don't know the rules. And moreover, just because there isn't a rule to govern it doesn't mean there's a rule you have to follow or a rule you're necessarily breaking. It just means that they never bother to put any governance in place and you can do whatever the heck you want. And that's all I have for you. Yeah, I, I gave up on trying to figure this out a long time ago when it was, hey, what's going on? Oh, we passed the, uh, you know, the, the the draft deadline, so that's it. Oh, no, no, now he's back in. Now he's back out. Oh, we passed the May 1st. Oh, nope, back out, back in. Um, oh, there's 15 kids. Nope, back out, back in. So if you, I was hoping you would enlighten me on this one, Mike, because I, I, I honestly don't know how it's going to work. I think if you have the opportunity as West Virginia, you should try to make it work. I don't know how they make it happen, but hey, I'm not the one that gets paid the big bucks to figure that out. Would love the paycheck, but I hate the job. Yep. Um, they've had, again, 
11 people on campus for a couple of days now and been doing open gym and runs and you've been there and you've talked to people who've been there in the past. You've not been there. I don't know who you talked to yet, but I've heard pretty good stuff so far from just some people about this is exactly what they projected. Um, competitive group, multiple, flexible, fast shooting, defending. Um, and from what I understand, there's, there's no brother-in-law going on. Like these guys are out there because they know there's a lot of guys who can play and a lot of guys who were brought into play, but also a lot of guys who are here and want to play. Like they've had their spot at least threatened. So it makes for some spirited practices and iron sharpens iron by the time they actually get things going in the summer. Who knows? This would be a great year for a Spain trip, wouldn't it? Or an overseas trip. Yes, it would. Uh, it's, hey, Emmett, Emmett's back. Mm-hmm. Spain, run it back. Uh, but on the, on the open gym thing, the only thing I've heard so far, the only thing, again, what it's only been like a couple days, was that, you know, they're getting after it. And and there's a, a lot. It's extremely competitive, I think, was how it was put. That there are guys really going after each other, but in a good way. There doesn't seem to be any anger or animosity towards each other, but actually just getting at each other and, and trying to, I don't know, how did you just put it? Like, is there just like all of this feeling of, this is a true open competition for every single spot in the rotation. Maybe they could go to like Paris, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I don't know. Just kind of like simulate like a, a, I don't know, junction boys as coached by Bob Huggins here and just go do something like that. And, hey guys, we're going to Paris. And all of a sudden you get like Parisian Joe Toussaint. That'd be pretty cool. Hey, there you go. Work. Yeah. Let's go to Ramey. Um, this story has been consistent. Once it became clear he was out of Texas, he was an option for West Virginia. Yeah. So were a lot of other major programs. They filled their needs. They did not want to wait him out for the draft. And it came down to two and I guess three schools. Um, it was To me, it was always Arizona, West Virginia, which is what it is at the end. Evidently, Purdue got in at the end. Uh, near as I can tell from talking to some folks who, who know of Ramey and his situation, he just impressed the heck out of Matt Painter in the NCAA tournament where he locked up Jaden and Ivy, played really good defense. Ivy, I think, had 18 points, but um, had to make, I think, eight free throws and a huge three at the end of the game. That was, you know, maybe the biggest play of the game. That does count. But uh, Purdue was like, hey, we need some guards. What about that Ramey guy who became available? We liked him. I'm just not sure how far that went, and it just kind of came back to West Virginia and Arizona. Um, this has not changed for West Virginia. This has been a guy like if they could get Mitchell, they thought they can get Ramey and, and maybe vice versa. Ramey just took longer because of the draft. Didn't work out for him. He's going to play somewhere. He's not going back to Texas. Um, it, it just looks like he's a Bob Huggins guy. He likes to play defense. We saw him get fiery in a huddle. He doesn't take a lot of junk. It sounds like from from people I've talked to who cover and know him from Texas. Um a loose affiliation with like Jordan McKay, Emmett Matthews, Eric Stevenson, because they were all part of the same AAU circuit. I'm not sure how much that matters because, again, he knows Mitchell, and that's not a burn bridge. Those two do get along. So there's a lot of reasons here. Trouble is, Arizona, really good program, um, had a great season. I think at times last year, you could argue they're the number one team in the country. Um, but losing players still have talent. They got things going with their coach, who's, who's looks like he's a keeper from after being at Gonzaga for as long as he was. Um, I don't know if it's 50 50 or a coin flip. I'm sure he has a more scientific method of making his decision, but he's going to make somebody better. Why do you think West Virginia is so insistent on him when they, they do have a full roster right now? It's, it seems to me he's worth the trouble, but specifically, what do you think? Well, I think one, he gives you a little more versatility, a little more switchability on the perimeter, on defense. Uh, I, I get with everything that Bob Huggins has been doing, 
it sure seems like to me there's going to be a lot of three guard lineups this coming year. And Ramey's 6'3", uh, seems a little longer than that, I guess, you know, with his wingspan and everything and his athleticism, plays good defense. Uh, and I know people aren't enamored with, hey, he scored nine points a game last year. Who cares? Like, what is that? Uh, but he's a four-year starter. He has started over 100 games in the Big 12 Conference. He is shooting 37 38% for his career from three-point range. Um, I regret to inform everybody that that would be, you know, one of the highest on the teams, on the, on the team for West Virginia, is if he stepped right in. Um, I regret to inform some people who, you know, think of Sean McNeil as one of the greatest shooters to ever roll through Morgantown. He shot 36.8% at West Virginia over three years. Um, I, I'm with you. I think McNeil's a great shooter. But Ramey's right there with you, with him as far as percentages goes. 36.5%, I'm looking it up right now, for his career at Texas. So he is somebody that can help stretch the floor. He is somebody that can help switch on defense. He is somebody that you know, has some length, has some athleticism, and I think doesn't need to hog the ball the whole time. So he is really somebody that could fit in a lot of different styles on a lot of different teams with a lot of different lineups. Definitely a shooting guard can give you three guard flexibility. I think yep. he can do some things with the ball. I'm not sure you'd have him run the offense, but for a, a team and a coach that likes to have combo guards, that's certainly an option. Um, maybe you don't need some other people to be on the court, not combination as much. That looks like a work. And the fact that, he likes to defend, play defense. He likes to, you know, move around and take on hot scorers or maybe even guard the ball because he's a little bit longer. It, it just fits what they're doing. Like, look at everything they've done. They got guys who can play multiple positions. They have combination of guys that let them play big or long or fast or shooting or rebounding. It fits. And the fact that that he knows a little bit about some of the players and that the, the staff knows about him just seems like it makes a lot of sense. Trouble is it's going to require a subsequent move. Um, I don't, I think they're done or they don't get Ramey. I just think that like, they're like, all right, we got our squad. We got to make one decision. Um, that won't be easy, but I have no idea how they're going to do it. I've heard a couple of theories that are just, again, I just, I just don't know if you can do them. So it seems weird to talk about them, but if they don't get Ramey, I think that's probably the end in that it just requires one more decision to figure out who you bump out and, and for how long. Is it a prep year? Is it a guy who just comes and sits out for a year? I don't know. There's there's a whole bunch of different things that, that can happen. Um, if they get Ramey, <laughs> then you double your trouble there. And, and trouble is not the right word. This is the luxury. If you can do it, um, you want to get in a situation where you have too much and not, instead of not enough, where last year they had quantity and maybe not the quality. This year they're going to have both. And you just kind of deal with the consequences here, which – Listen, when you finish under 500, that's kind of the situation you get yourself in. you got to find a way out, and it requires hard work and hard discussions and hard decisions. And if that's the final pen strokes and the final page and the final chapter, so be it. Um, uncomfortable, but nevertheless, that's where you are. Yeah, I, I agree with you that this is it. You, you take your shot, you swing. If you miss, you move on because I don't think – I. Western is not in a bad spot. This is this is just the you know the the extra the icing on the cake kind of thing, the cherry on top. You're not if you miss out on Ramey, you say okay, well we tried and feel still feel good about the changes you made in the off season. If you can add them, even better. Try to figure out how to make it work as far as scholarship numbers and roster spots go. Um, but 
this is this is the world we live in now when it comes to recruiting, whether it's football or basketball. Um, it's going to get weird. Uh, there are people whose entire jobs it is to find weird ways to add players to the roster and make your team better, make the program better. And you can bet that West Virginia is going to do that, going to – they're not breaking the rules. They're not bending the rules. They're going to use the rules as best they possibly can to make their team as good as possible every year. Let me just say one thing to sew up here. A lot of people have asked me this on both our free and our premium boards. Um, can somebody give up their scholarship, become a walk-on, and basically supplement the, the cost of attendance, their grant and aid, their scholarship, whatever, with NIL? You are not the only person asking that question. Um, you just don't know. that it's it Maybe, but again, when you don't have rules... That means you don't have rules to follow or rules to break. And then how do you police these things? I just don't know how you do it. There there may be some wrinkles and loopholes, some exceptions. There's a lot of space um, for interpretation in the rule book on this, unfortunately, for old rules and, and rules that are new and rules that aren't even really written or written strongly enough. But I cannot give an answer on that, except that I'm, I'm sure that's being asked in, in, in gyms and in compliance offices around the country right now, too. So when I have an answer, hopefully you'll have an answer. But it's going to require some other people having an answer to questions that uh, I've asked and, and some people I've asked have asked those questions to others too. Like a lot of it's just kind of looking around, talking out loud, saying, can we do this? There's no precedent. Um, and when there's no precedent, again, it's hard to figure out what, what the answer is going to be when you ask those questions. It takes time. And Ramey has a little bit of time and West Virginia has a little bit of time and, and we'll see where it goes from there. Well, can I end it with this question? Speaking of time. What is the time frame here? It, or is this another unanswerable question? You know, I've, I've discovered whether it's the Parker Growth House or, or even more recently, <laughs> Emmett Matthews, the enrollment times vary so much for football and basketball players, any college athlete now, and especially when it comes to the, the post-grad stuff. Um, the online enrollments are just kind of like rolling in fluid and, and different lengths. Um, yeah, you'd like to get Remy here to play, but it's June. Like They're not going to play a game until November, so it's not like he needs to learn basketball. So he's got some time. I don't I don't think there's a drop-dead date for him to enroll in the summer. I mean, yeah, he's got to get here the sooner the better, but I think he's got some time to do it. But would I be surprised if I am recording a emergency podcast by myself and he joins West Virginia? Like, let's see, we're talking you, – you have camps Thursday and Monday, right? Yep. I would not be surprised I'm doing that by myself. So maybe soon. It's quite the cliffhanger. I just don't believe he needs to know or learn a lot more about his situation, right? No. No other suitors. It's down to two. Um, there's not a lot of investigation left for him to do. So I would, I would think sooner than later, but I don't think anybody's pressuring him because one, he's that valuable. And two, like it's not, it's not urgent. If this was... A month from now or August? Yeah, it would be, but I just don't feel that right now. But yeah. it's probably long enough for him. I'm sure he's had enough of this for uh, transferring, considering the NBA now down to the end. I'm sure he wants it to, to reach his conclusion before too long, too. Yeah. And we've reached our conclusion before too long as well, Chris. First time for us. <laughs> I will look for you out in the football fields, perhaps. I haven't seen each other in a while. I haven't been on one of these camps, but I'll take a look for you. Uh, take a look for Chris and all of his reporting online and uh, I don't know. There might be a Robin to his Batman out there. That is not me. We'll see what happens. Um, he'll have all the reporting live or, or he'll have a hand in whoever does the reporting live. Big camps. Maybe a commitment or two. We'll see. One way to find out. Stay tuned. Until then, I'm Mike Casaza. 
And I'm Chris Anderson. We will talk to you next time.